Welcome to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to My Life. This is the place to be for stories to inspire and uplift when life doesn't go according to our plans. I'm Laura Muirhead, your host and the reigning queen of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to My Life. I can't wait to share the plot twist stories of my guests that will inspire and uplift you when life didn't follow the plan, right here on A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to My Life podcast. Hello, I am so happy to be here today. I am Laura Muirhead from lauramuirhead.com. I am an artist, healer, and sage, and multi-passionate business owner. I am excited to talk to you today about the radical choice, which is choosing yourself. Um, I have had many twists, plot twists in my life. Um, Some of them have been exciting and good, and some of them have been more challenging. And I just want to share a couple of those with you today. Um, When I was When I was young, my parents got divorced when I was about nine years old, and I lived with my dad and my stepmom. So if we fast forward to when I was in high school, I um, graduated a year early. Uh, I had planned it for for three years. (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to do it had I not planned ahead. And I am... had to, had decided that I wanted to take a year off of school and work and then go on to college. So the summer that I graduated, I was 17, and it was a bit of a bumpy ride that summer. Um, I was had two jobs. I had a daytime job working at a print shop, and then I had an evening job working at a grocery store, and that had been my had actually been my high school job. Um, But when I was able to take this daytime job, um, they would schedule me in the evening. So sometimes I would get off work and work until, you know, 11 or 12 at night and get up in the morning and go to my other job and be there by 830 in the morning. And then I was also trying to juggle along with that a um, social life. So I spent a lot of time that summer at my best friend's house when I wasn't working. Um, And over that summer, there were times when my stepmom would say to me, oh, my goodness, you are just spending so much time um, at your friend's house. Why don't you just go and live there? And even at that age, I knew that that was a bit of a ridiculous statement. And I knew that. It was really something that she wanted more than something that that I had desired. Um, and what I didn't know that was that it, that it came up later, actually, and I found out later on that um, my dad and my stepmom were having some marital problems over that summer, so they were having their own their own bumpy ride. Um, and if we fast forward to August of that year, I. Um, like you said, I had decided I was taking the year um, off and then would go to, on to college. So in August of that year, um, my stepmom came to me and said, you know, you have to either work full time or go to school this year. You can't just you can't just work and be, work part time. Well, 
I knew that that wasn't possible. I'd already checked into that at my, at the grocery store and um, it wasn't possible to do that. And a couple of weeks before that, I had actually stopped working at the print shop because I decided it was too much to do both. And honestly, I was making really great money at the grocery stores for that time. So um, I was really frustrated with her coming up with this because this has been my plan for so long. And for her to, you know, at the last minute, the you know, the 11th hour to come along and say, you know, you need to go to school full time. Um, this, I hadn't chosen a college yet at that point. And it would have been a community school. And I hadn't even looked into the curriculum. It wasn't something I wanted to do. So I was a bit frustrated. And then um, as it played out, um, they were also, my my dad and my stepmom had brought up, my, actually my dad did, they tried to um, pull me into some of their marital drama and say that I was part of the reason for their marital problems. And I didn't even know they were having them until my dad told me. But I found out years later that the truth was that um, that, that my stepmom was was on the verge of having an affair with someone. So talk about not taking personal responsibility for yourself. Um, you know, they were trying to put this on a 17-year-old um, when they had their own issues. So a couple of weeks after the, after this conversation about the going to school and me being frustrated, I had been at my best friend's house, um, all, you know, in the afternoon. It was a Sunday. I came into my house and I'm not sure what, um, what, what, what started it, but my, um, but my stepmom confronted me in my bedroom and said, you know, you just spend so much time over at, at your friend's house that why don't you just go live there? And like I said, I had heard this so many times over the summer and I just had it. I really had it, just had it with, with hearing that story. And so I, my response was, um, okay, do you want me to leave tonight? Or would you like me to leave in the morning? And I think I surprised my stepmom and she, she really wasn't able to respond to that. So I just immediately picked up my keys and my purse and I, I left. So, and I, you know, was obviously upset, went back to my friend's house. Now, I wasn't sure, you know, what I was going to do at the, in that moment. Um, but they had, they had planned to move to California in a few months. And they had said to me that they had, that I was invited to go with them to go live in California. So um, as it turned out, they, when I got to their house and, you know, obviously upset, they, they welcomed me and they said, you know, you, you can, you're, you're welcome to stay here. Um, I was fortunate and so grateful for that because I didn't know, you know, that that, that was going to happen. Um, I wasn't sure that that would happen. At, at, let's say that. So um, this is this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the rad radical choice and choosing yourself. And at, at that time, I didn't even really think about it. It was just an automatic response. Um, but it was it was later. Um, that somebody said to me, you know, that was really for a 17 year old, that was a, you know, a really 
um, strong choice for yourself. Like you're really, you know, making a choice for yourself. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the radical choice and choosing yourself first. Um, and I want to just, just say that, um, that our moms were wrong and our, and their moms were wrong when they, when they told us, you, you know, put, put other people first and, uh, make sure you're taking care of other people. Um, the radical choice really is to choose yourself. You know, we've been conditioned otherwise, but um, this is our natural response, honestly, is to, you know, when push comes to shove, to put ourselves first. And um, it has become a radical choice um, when people are telling you, you know, to do these things. So, um I, I want to tell, share with you one more story about uh, about how I was able to make some make choices for myself and unexpected choices that have led me to where I am today. So, in 2015, my husband and I had had dreamt of having a house on the water, and in 2015. We, we found the house that we really loved and it was on the Barnegat Bay in New Jersey. And uh, we moved in and we're just pretty much, you know, getting comfortable in that house. And it was 10 months later on Halloween morning. And we woke up in the early morning at three 30, my husband woke up to the house on fire and um, obviously woke me up and um, spoiler alert, we were able to get out with our, um, with ourselves, with our lives and our, our three dogs and a cat. So, um, and there are many stories and many lessons that I learned from that experience. But um, the one I want to talk about today is um, that as we went along and um, we, for, for a month, we lived in in a, in a hotel for the first month after the fire. And then for six months after that, we had a rental house that we lived in. So a couple things had happened during the time that we lived in the house on the bay. Um, I was inspired to reclaim the artist that's in me. It had been hadn't been on my radar for a very long time. Um, but honestly, what had happened was the tiles in my shower and in our in our bathrooms um, inspired me to draw. I saw things in the tire in the tiles, and I would draw them out. Um, so that that started again, like I said, to, for me to reclaim the artist that was in me as a younger person. Um, those drawings eventually became my children's book. Um, but um, I didn't know that at the time that that was going to happen. Um, and as we lived in the rental house and then we're looking at houses to buy and where we were going to live next, we had decided not to rebuild the house on the water um, that we wanted to live somewhere else. So we also had started to revisit a town that I grew up um, spending my summers in and weekends with my mom in Michigan. And I fell in love with, with this little town when I was in junior high and high school. Um, but I hadn't spent much time there in my adult years. 
So my husband and I had started to go to go back there more. And as we were, were figuring out where we were going to live and what was going to be next for us, we decided that we really did. Um, we loved this town in Michigan and we wanted to spend some time there. So, so much so that we ended up after six months of being in the, in the rental house, we bought our house in New Jersey, a, a different house for us. And then a month later, we uh, found and bought a, a house for ourselves in Michigan. So we decided we would split our time back and forth between the two places. Now, um, again, I want to go back to, I had started to reclaim the artist in me. Um, and in Michigan, in this little town, there's a really great art center. It's um, has wonderful mentors and you can do um pretty much whatever you want to learn, uh, painting or pottery or um, woodworking, uh, weaving. So I started doing pottery and I started by hand building pottery, but eventually I kept my eye on the pottery wheel and thought I would really like to to have a go at that and 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 learn more about working with the pottery wheel. And as it turned out, I had a wonderful mentor and um, I, I loved it. I love working um, working on the wheel. And it turns out I play well with clay. So um, I started spending quite a bit of time there. And you, it is a committed relationship. I always say that pottery is a committed relationship. And if you, if you, it's just like anything. If you want to get better, uh, you have to do, go and do it. You know, it's it's just like playing the piano or anything else. You you have to practice. And so I spent quite a bit of time there. Well, as it turns out, there were three people there that were challenging to be around. Um, we like to call them agents of the universe. And these people um, really started to make it difficult for me to want to be at this art center and in the pottery room working. Um, so I was really torn. Uh, at one point, they um, seemed to conspire to make a, a piece of pottery that I made, a bowl that I made disappear. Um, and um, it, it really started to be where I was like my, if I make something, is it going to be safe? Is it going to survive, you know, these people? And uh, one day, this one, this one man that was there that was one of the challenging people, uh, we, he had a confrontation uh, with, with my mentor, who was the manager of the pottery room, but also myself. And he was very disrespectful to both of us. And um, it was it was handled a bit by the powers that be there. But uh, as we went on and went forward, it was very, very uncomfortable for me to try to work in that in that pottery room and in that space with that man there. And I would try to time it so that maybe he wouldn't be there when I was trying to work or, um, you know, I'd try to ignore him when he was there, but it really, it really became so difficult. So as the time went on, um, I mean, and at one point it, it got so bad that at one point I actually had a physical reaction to trying to work with, with this, with this man in the, in the studio there in the pottery room. And uh, I knew I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, so I, 
started to think, you know, I really do want to, you know, I want to do pottery. I love it. What can I do? So we started to talk about having my own space to, to do pottery and what would that look like? And at that moment in those, at that time, I wasn't sure what it would look like, but as it turned out, we ended up buying a um, commercial building and it has, um, we've set up my, my pottery studio in the back of it. And then there's retail space in the front. So this turned out to be, this is what, what I have now. We still split our time between New Jersey and Michigan. I have my studio. Um, it has, as, as the time, it's my third year having the studio. And as the time progressed, it's been really nice. And I'm able to not only sell my pottery, but also um, my my photography prints. I have created three journals um, over the last couple of years, and those are available there as well as on Amazon. Um, my designs and my drawings that I've created, I've are now on towels and pillows and uh, mugs and different things. And so I have this, this actually really nice peaceful space now to not only create my pottery and um, but also my other, my other artwork. And um, it's, it's just, I know, I know for a fact that had we not had the fire at the house, we wouldn't have chosen to split our time between Michigan and New Jersey. And I wouldn't have the studio and um, had also (laughs) to add to that, had we not had these, people that were at the art center um, who made me uncomfortable, I wouldn't have have worked so hard to find a space. So this is the thing, like when this was so uncomfortable, I know, I, I believe that had I not chosen myself, had I not made the radical choice to choose myself and choose my passion of pottery in that, in that time, um, I don't think I'd be doing it at all now uh, because I wouldn't be able to go there and be comfortable working. So um, this is just a really strong passion for me is, is your personal responsibility um, again, choosing yourself so much so that um, I've created a program to help other people um, do this as well, to put these things in place, to put, personal policy, what I call personal policies in place, which are, you know, boundaries and, um, and taking personal responsibility for yourself. And it's called the queen code. And I'm so passionate about helping other people create that for themselves, because I really believe that when you do that, when you are making the radical choice to choose yourself and you're putting the, the, the personal policies in place to do that, that you are able, more able to help other people. Um, if you are not, if if you are not solid in yourself, and if you're not choosing yourself, then really you're coming from, um, you're coming from a a place of disempowerment, and you're not going to be able to support the other people in your life. And um, this is what I'm so passionate about, um, about doing this. And um, I really do believe that, especially now, that that the radical choice is choosing yourself. Um, And I didn't know 
that I just, I did that over and over in my life um, so many times. And it, with each twist in, in plot twist in my life and all the unexpected things, I've had so many that I've actually given my life a title, a theme, which is a funny thing happened on the way to my life, because just when you think you're, you're going in a certain direction, something may happen that, that just, just so unexpected. And when you're able to, to choose yourself, to, um, to make those radical choices, um, it, it's just gonna, it's just gonna empower you in so many ways. So, um, Thank you today for allowing me to share my stories with you. I hope that you have enjoyed hearing them as much as I have enjoyed sharing them. Thank you for listening to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to My Life podcast. For more information, visit my website at www.lauramirhead.com.